Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Bobby Joe Long was born on October 14, 1953, in Canova, West Virginia, to Joe and Luetta Long. Bobby was born with an extra X chromosome, also known as 47XXY, a specific variant of Klinefelter syndrome, a syndrome that can cause infertility in small, poorly functioning testicles. Often symptoms are subtle and go undetected. The condition can result in excessive estrogen production, including certain conditions like having female traits like breast development. As a child, Bobby was teased for having large breasts and even had to have a breast reduction surgery. And of course, Bobby suffered several head injuries as a child and had extremely dysfunctional relationship with his mother. They slept in a bed together well into his teen years. It's not exactly clear when his parents split, but Bobby would express resentment at her way too many short-term boyfriends. In 1974, Bobby marries his high school girlfriend and they have two kids together. They divorced in 1980. Bobby moves to the Tampa Bay area in Florida in 1983. In May 1984, Long's first victim will be discovered. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office would be called to a crime scene where a woman's nude body was found. After the discovery of the body, it would lead to an extensive investigation into the abduction, rape, and murders of at least 10 women in three counties in the Tampa Bay area. Hillsborough, Pasco, and Pinellas. After all those counties had come together to solve these crimes, they noticed a pattern in detection. All victims were found well after the crime had been committed and suffered decomposition. The bodies were dumped near a rural roadside and then dragged into the woods. Rewind. Prior to the Tampa Bay murders, Bobby had committed at least 50 rapes as the classified ad rapist in Fort Lauderdale, Ocala, Miami, and Dade County. Starting in 1981, Bobby answered classified ads for small appliances, and if he happened to find a woman who was home alone, he would rape her. He was convicted of rape in 1981. Bobby requested a new trial, which was granted, and all charges were dropped. Before Bobby moved to Florida, he lived in Long Beach, California. He rented a room from a woman. He dated a 17-year-old that lived across the street. Bobby began to place ads in the Penny Saver and other random classified ads. Bobby's M.O. was to make sure the woman was alone, asked to use her bathroom, take out his rape kit, and then proceed to rape and rob his poor unsuspecting victim. None of these crimes will ever be prosecuted due to the statutes of limitations running out by the time Bobby was caught. In 1984, while on probation for assault, Bobby drove around looking for victims around bars, focusing on sex workers and women that appeared to be alone. Bobby claimed that his victims always approached him and talked him into getting either into their cars or going home with them. He would then bind his victims with rope and ligature collars that he fashioned himself. 
Bobby would later admit that he derived a sadistic pleasure from all the aspects that his victims faced. He enjoyed the abduction, rape, and the strangling of some of his victims. He enjoyed the power he felt from the murders. Some of the victims suffered from the slit throats and bludgeonings. At the time of his capture, Bobby was wanted in all three counties that had been collaborating together to bring him to justice. Investigators were able to collect forensic evidence like carpet fibers matching the ligature marks on the victim's necks to the ligature collars that he fashioned himself, clothing, and semen. Bobby was finally arrested on November 16, 1984. He was charged with sexual battery and kidnapping. He signed a formal Miranda waiver and consented to questioning. He confesses and authorities start to focus on the unsolved sexual battery homicide cases in the Tampa Bay area. When questioned, Bobby replies, I'd rather not answer that. The interrogation continues. Bobby is shown photographs from the other victims. He asks for an attorney. The request is denied. He then confesses to eight other murders. At the trial, the Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office confronts Bobby with the evidence. The State Attorney and the Public Defender's Office of Hillsborough County reached a plea bargain for eight of the homicides, abduction and rape. On September 24, 1985, Bobby pleads guilty. He receives 26 life sentences without the possibility for parole. 24 concurrent and 2 to run consecutively to the first 24 and 7 life sentences without the possibility of parole after 25 years. In addition to those charges, in another county he is tried for murder and prosecutors will seek the death penalty. This trial lasted a week and received extensive media coverage. Bobby is found guilty and is sentenced to die in Florida's electric chair. Although he did confess to raping and killing women, his confession was thrown out the window and they moved to the penalty phase where he receives the death penalty. Bobby will appeal his death sentence and one of his first-degree murder charges. On appeal, the death sentence is vacated, his conviction reversed, and his case remanded to the trial court with directions to enter an order of acquittal for one of his first-degree murder charges. On February 24, 1999, Bobby accuses the Capital Collateral Regional Council, the state office defending death row inmates in their appeals, of revealing his private letters to a book author, meaning they would have violated attorney-client privilege. He would also go on to accuse them of running a death pool, betting on specific inmates and when they would be executed, stating this would be a reason for the agency to be removed from any case involving him. These claims, of course, would not be true. He also petitioned to have the, his file returned to him from the public defender. Denied. After all the back and forth, according to the Florida Department of Corrections, Bobby ended up with one five-year sentence, four 99-year sentences, 28 life sentences, and one death sentence. On April 23, 2019, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, signs Bobby's death warrant, the first death warrant that he's signed since taking office. Any appeals between conviction and signing of his death warrant would be, you guessed it, denied. Finally, on May 23, 2019, more than 30 years after his conviction, he dies by lethal injection. Where was that electric chair? He was pronounced dead at 6.55 p.m. and made no last statement. What would he say anyways? That he didn't do it? Why confess and then later appeal?
My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I can get my hands on, internet mostly. Thanks to wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallisnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End.